I may be a twin, but I always go for three. I like to see the world, but you'll never catch me traveling. There's nothing personal about my fouls. I don't know about basketball, but I know about taking shots. The Real Lives of Wolves cast. Welcome to episode 60 of Wolves Cast, the show that always chokes in the fourth quarter. It's hosted by myself and my good friend. I'm Scott. I'm Rob. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Shouts to Canis Hoopis, letting us post this. Don't be afraid to leave a comment. I love reading the comment sections. Thanks for having us, Canis. Shouts to Neil on the road. Yep. Neil, come back safely. We'll see you in another two weeks. Safe travels, buddy. Hope your East Coast journey has been going well. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of fun in store for the show tonight. Robert. What a fun week. Yeah, what a fun week. Five Ups. Timberwolves games. Yeah. The highs were high, the lows were low, and uh, the, roller the middles season, were uh, creamy. Well, we got a special guest later in the show. We're going to bring on the Wives of Wolves cast. It's been uh, a thing that's been in demand, is everyone wants to hear from the wives. So yes. Wives yes, of Wolves cast will be coming up later in the show. I can guarantee you that. In the meantime, though, Robert and I, we're back. Robert, yeah. it's almost your birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday. That's right. Counting down the, the hours right now. It, it, by the time people are listening to this, it'll be your birthday. So happy birthday, yes. Robert. Thank you very much, Scott. I appreciate it. Everybody, leave a comment in the Canis Hoopus comment saying, happy birthday, Robert. <laughs> the over-under is one, <laughs> I, I imagine. Okay, well, let's do that. Let's get that one it'll and a half me. up there. Let's get that one and a half up there. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to Wolves Cast. We appreciate you being here. We're going to talk about some hoops before we bring the wives on. Uh, just because we have a limited number of microphones. And also, they yep. don't want to talk about the X's and O's quite as much as some of the big mm-hmm. picture stuff. So we'll welcome them here soon. Stay some other tuned time in for we'll that. talk X's and O's with oh. the wives. Yeah, exactly. But they've got some innovative ideas as to how the Wolves can get better. Some schemes, some offensive yep. schemes. <laughs> yeah, some really good good new sets. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, we had, Like we mentioned, kind of an up and down week we just had. Yeah, After every win, a loss. After every loss, a win. Mm-hmm. Which is good. This team doesn't really get onto too many losing streaks. I was no, saying before no. we started, it's always nice to record after a win. We just saw the Pelicans win last night. Yep, that was a that was a fun way to kind of cleanse the palate from that uh, that very disappointing uh, loss against Washington. Oh yeah, um, that was a bummer of a game. Yeah, and, it, uh, and you know, usually that's a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, man, the starters played so many minutes. It was giving away this game to the Pelicans. I really mm-hmm. thought, everyone thought we were going to lose that game to the Pelicans. Just the tired legs, back-to-back, where you have to go on the road for the second game. Seemed mm-hmm. like they had everything against us. But, uh, you know, it's pretty fun to watch Anthony Davis wig out, get thrown out. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. Um, that that really uh, it seemed to galvanize the Wolves way more than it galvanized the Pelicans. Right. Uh, which is sort of strange, on especially when they're at home and the, the crowd is just going crazy. There's nothing like a good frenzied crowd after an ejection oh yeah that crowd they were really it's, blaming it's the great, refs i loved it doesn't matter what the score is it's a great way to get the crowd back into it so i'm a big I'm in fan favor. i've always believed that if you boo the refs really badly like that they're gonna feel bad and start doing makeup calls so when i heard the sure. arena getting all fired up i was like oh no here come all the bad makeup calls and it didn't really affect them too much so <laughs> no, maybe i'll have no. to review my strategy but uh it was great. Andrew Wiggins had probably his best game of the season. I feel like yeah. he was just doing everything, looking more comfortable. And even with the ups and downs Dishing. of the past week, 
for the most part, you feel like the chemistry is kind of coming together with the guys, you know? You do, you do. Um, and it's great to see a guy like Gorgie Jen come in. And mm. I really thought he was kind of what lit a fire in that uh, early on when, when the Wolves were, got down. Um, he was the guy who kind of came in and made some really good plays and had good energy, um, stayed right with uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, so I thought that he, he, he was fantastic. It was like manna from heaven. <laughs> yeah, it was great to see Gorgie back. It reminds you of how good he can be. Love that the chemistry with Cat is still there yeah. from last season. We got to see a lot of minutes with Cat and Gorgie on the floor. What I like about Gorgie is that he he's good at pretty much everything. He's pretty good at everything, but he's not exceptional at any one thing. Right. And so when he's playing well, he gives you a lot in a lot of different areas. Yeah, he had when, like five assists. He's dishing, you know, he's stealing, not just blocking. He's yeah, stealing he's the ball. Yeah, the break. So uh, he, he really showed everything last night. Um, well, not last night, I should say, against the Pelicans. Yeah. When we're recording last night, um, but he having a guy like him off the bench, um, I think really adds a dimension if he can play as well as he did. Um, these I think last he just needs a, some more minutes. You know, it seems mm-hmm. like he needs minutes to get fired up. But he's so valuable when he has good games that it's like, oh yeah, we could be having this great of a contribution off the bench. You know, so more more time for Gorgie would be great, especially when Belly gets back. It's mm-hmm. tough when you have to, you know, those front court minutes, you have Cat and Taj, and Taj is playing so fantastically. So it's really tough to have to find minutes for Bielitsa and Gorgie. It's a good problem to have, but Tibbs hasn't been doing it so well. Yeah, it is. Um, but I think Gorgie getting his confidence back and just sort of um, getting uh, establishing himself as, you know, a guy who's going to get some good get minutes every night, you know, that can pencil him in for at least, you know, 15 minutes or something like that. He, I think he needs that to feel effective. Yeah. Um, the team so needs it's great to, great to see him kind of spearhead a, a, a Wolves win uh, that – Against an impressive team. That's twice now that he saved our butts in New Orleans. Both yes. games. Both games in New Orleans have been big for Gorgie. So that's always encouraging. We're going to go one ahead. Of my favorites. Let's go into the full court press where we're going to review at this quarter season mark. We're 22 yeah. games into an 81 game Crazy. season. 82 game season, excuse me. So yeah, it's been flying by. So let's get into the full court press and talk more about that. Here's the tip. All right. So for our quarter season review, let's start by taking a look at where we are in the standings. After 22 games, the Wolves are 13-9 and right now, mm-hmm. fifth in the Western Conference. It's still early. It's still kind of bunched up because we are only a game and a half behind the Spurs for third place in the West. Yep. And maybe like four games out from being God, ninth place. They're just incredible. Spurs are great. Yeah, I always knew that. Like Everyone's incredible. always saying, this is the year we bet the under on the Spurs. I'm like, no. I've been saying that You don't bet the under until, until they let you down. You don't bet the under because... That team is so great in the regular season. They just know how to win games. You know, I'll just really quick aside. I remember being in you and Neil's basement talking about the Spurs like eight years ago and saying, sure. like, they're, they're done. You know, Never they're, they're going to go down. Never and done. here we are, and um, they're just cruising along as always. One of Third the place teams. in the West, and they're just getting their best player back here soon. So, <laughs> yeah, and Tony Parker. And Tony Parker. Yeah, and I mean, some of the teams also are going down. It looks like Clippers and the Grizzlies are both going in a poor direction. Yes. Those are two teams yeah. I really thought we would be fighting against for some of the last playoff spots. And it looks like both of those teams, people are asking, is it time to blow up the Clippers? Is it time to blow up Memphis? Yeah, the, the, I mean, Memphis just obviously they fired Fisdale. Mm-hmm. Just seemed like a very uh, impulsive sort of move. Yeah, Conley's not going to come back for a few weeks with his Achilles problem. Yeah, I mean, they need they need a shot in the arm quick or else they... I mean, in this Western Conference, I mean, we're already fourth of the way through and you can't dig too much of a hole. 
uh, because there's going to be a bunch of teams, you know, again, clustered around. You're going to have to really pull off something special to, Trade us to get back all. in. Trade us Marcus and then, and then it'd be like to have the honor of, you know, getting swept by the Warriors, Warriors or what say you. Exactly. So, so that's been encouraging, not just our own place in the Western Conference, but seeing some of those other teams in the West really struggle. Fifth is probably as ideal as you could as you could hope for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, we knew that they're going to be the top four teams. Well, we thought OKC would be in the top four, and I still believe they'll get there by the end of the season. But they have yep. been struggling. They're not in the top eight right now mm-hmm. in the West, so they've been struggling a lot to start the season as well. Hopefully, they'll struggle on Friday when you're listening to this. <laughs> Wolves are going back to OKC. Andrew Wiggins going to bank in another half court buzzer beater right. to win the game. So hopefully, mm-hmm. they struggle for at least a few more games for us. But I do think they'll get that together. Um, another thing to look at, we are 10-3 and three against the Western Conference. We have a losing record against the Eastern Conference Ugh. and a winning record against the Western Conference. And I guess there's two ways to look at this. On one hand, we're winning the games that we're supposed to win. We're winning the important games. The ones against our conference, we're 4-0 and in our division, which is great. Undefeated so far in the Northwest right. Division, as silly as basketball divisions are. <laughs> they do matter in playoff seeding. If, w- if we win our division, we're guaranteed a top four playoffs seed. So That's right. Um, so winning the games we're supposed to, and yet dropping a lot of games against the Eastern Conference. Are you disappointed by that, or are you surprised by how competitive the East has been so far? I mean, I feel like we've lost to competitive teams in the East, uh, and quality teams. I mean, we lost to Detroit twice, and they seem to be the real deal. Yep. Um, they look like they're definitely going to be a, get a playoff spot this year. Lost to Miami, who's another Once. just really solid team. They're sort of like Boston light. Oh, they got so and, hot in that game. Man, yeah, that was such did. a bummer of a uh, game to watch because it's just like not only are they hitting all these threes, but we're leaving them open for wide open threes. It was yep. just like, can we cover these guys? That the was threes a, where you have a moment to sort of take in how open they are. Like, right. oh, no. Like, and no one's like yeah. running across the court to, you know, just exactly. kind of act like they're going to cover that guy. Mm-hmm. It was just no energy. That was and, a sad game. Yeah, I mean, you lost to Washington. That was a very disappointing game that you should have had. Yeah, especially really when they should've. don't have John Wall. Yeah, and so you're losing to playoff teams. Yes. I mean, albeit these the are Hornets all games once. that – these are all games other than the first – the first Pistons loss, which was the blowout, and then the Indiana loss. I mean, that's the only ones I can think of that really you got, you know, you got beaten. Yeah. Um, the other games, Jimmy. you always had a chance. Uh, the other games, you you had you were in it or you, you blew a lead. Um, and that's what sort of leaves me. We're fifth in the fifth in the West, but we left so many games on the table, it seems, at, l- at least like three mm-hmm. uh, that you easily, easily could have won. But We eked out a couple of wins maybe, too. That's true. Close. It does sort maybe. of equal things out in you know, the OKC game. That's That uh, that was one that easily could have gone the other direction. I was and writing. I think it was about... A lot of ones did, but... But if you want to be one of these teams that you know championship caliber, you're going to be the ones that always win the close games or at least no. have one of those high percentages well, of it, you know, it five be, points or less. I'd be more okay with the close games if all if there was any of them where we were down and then we made it close. Mm-hmm. It seems like we're always going into the fourth and then yes. choking it away. Last that Wednesday crazy against point Orlando, in the fourth. we went into the fourth quarter against Orlando with a 17-point lead, and I said, I don't feel safe. I don't nope. feel safe with a 17-point lead. I don't think there's any kind of I don't think amount of lead either. where I would ever feel safe. Because immediately they went on like you know a fifteen zero run or something. You he know. put Jimmy Butler back in when they were up like twelve against the Pelicans with yeah. like two minutes or something like that. Yeah, it might have even been more. It might yeah. have been fifteen. Yeah, no lead feels safe. So you no, know, that's something they got to work on a little bit. Um, but you know it's encouraging. Seven and four at home so far. We're actually protecting home court, which is something that that's I've new. never experienced in the past like eight years or yeah. more. When I go to a Wolves home game, I'm expecting them to lose. It feels like we have a slight home court advantage now. Yeah, which is thank, always nice. Thank goodness. I mean, it had, it had been no advantage previously, and it, sometimes it seemed like guys had their best games at Target Center. It seemed oh, yeah. to be of detriment that we were playing at home. 
Uh, so thank goodness that it's starting to become a factor. Yeah, about time. I Somebody came over to my apartment today to fix the laundry machine in the basement, the mm-hmm. laundry repairman. And he saw I was wearing a Tim Rolls hat. And he's like, oh, you like the Wolves? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Wolves. And he's like, and, oh, did you see last game of Pelicans? And then, oh, what a disappointment against the Wizards. He was talking about specific games. Yeah. And it was like, oh, casual people are into it. And That's then I went to, test, went to the Y today, signed up for a Y membership right by God my house. Yeah. And the person who signed me up saw my hat. I was like, Tim Rolls fan? He's like, uh, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, man. And he had input, too. Like He was clearly following the team. And it's just like, yep. I'm not used to this. Random people in town don't talk about the Timberwolves. I've been wearing Timberwolves gear for years. And no one's ever like, oh, Timberwolves right. fan? No. Mm-hmm. So there's casual people noticing fifth in the West. That's a good place to be in right now. Yeah, it's good to get positive attention. And um, it's that's a good litmus test. Are, you know... Are the repair people in your building, are they yeah. commenting on things when you're wearing stuff? The Just around the town, are yeah. people commenting? The repairman so test, there's yes. A, there's a, there's a buzz in the air. There is a buzz in the air after this first 22 games. That's right. Well, let's go on to our next topic of full court press. He's heating up. Favorite moments of the first 22 games. It's been wow. kind of a blur, like we said. It's, uh, you know, it goes I can't, so quickly. I can't believe we're a quarter of the way into the season already, um, but... That's how these games rock. And so I was just talking about some of the highlights. We were talking about Wiggins hitting that half-court three-pointer. That, that uh, has to be the one. Biggest, ah. yeah. That one was the uh, the biggest, uh, definitely cool. What moment. did um, the Drew Wiggs, man? Right, he's finally listening. Let me ask, what did you do when that shot went in? Um, it was one of those moments because I like to record these games and then watch them late. When Meg has gone to bed, and yep. uh, so that way I can watch TV with her, watch her shows, you know. And then when she goes to bed, I can do all the Tim Rolls watching. Sure. And so she was asleep, and I was watching it on my laptop with my headphones, in, and that happened. And I jumped up, unplugged my headphones, and like caught myself from screaming out loud, but it was definitely <laughs> like silently pumping my fists, like super aggressive, maybe shouting in the right breath, like hell yeah, yeah. I was like so pumped yep. up, but trying not to wake up Meg. It was like one of those moments where I was being a little noisy, but uh, yeah. I was so I was so pumped. What was your reaction? Uh, I jumped up and ran down. Um, I ran through our kitchen, which was uh, attached to our uh, to our living room, and then I ran down our stairs, uh, and then I went back up. I just had so much energy, so much energy to burn there. That's right. I had to get it out, and it was, and my arms were in the air in in victory. Oh yeah, um, it's a good feeling. It, just because of the ups and downs of that game, that was one of the most satisfying Wolves wins I'd. I'd ever been a part of and ever seen. So We've that had, obviously was the highlight of the first quarter of the season, at least for me. It's really funny because when we're in OKC, they always give the stat like, Tim Rose have only won three of their last like 20 matchups here. I'm like, I can count those three. It was the time yes. where Ricky Rubio hit the game winner at the end of the game. Yep. He hit the buzzer beater I remember three. That. And then I think they won the game where Kevin Love scored 50 in overtime, right? But there was a Kevin yeah, Love I game too. Yeah, I think they did, yep. I think was there like was one the of end. those, yep. All three of the wins uh, have been epic. So it feels like we're always winning in OKC, but... Apparently, that's not the case by the numbers, but it just feels like the wins we get we'll there see. are so big. Yeah, hopefully we have another good game against them. Uh, speaking of Drew Wiggins, he had a monster dunk in Miami. Wiggins attacking Richardson! Oh! Andrew Wiggins flying through the air again! You're in Jim You better check to see if anybody's dead down there on the baseline because that was... That was death-defying right there. Wow. That was something wow. that you don't see very often from a human being. <laughs> Wiggins... That was something else. That was inhumane. <laughs> Women and children are crying on that end of the floor. It was so devastating. 
Yeah, Wiggins is at his up and slim downs, but when he's going, it's just Ben's and Jim Peter in midseason form always. Oh, they're terrific. They're they <laughs> they feel like you're there with them with the excitement. Um, yeah, I've been encouraged <laughs> by Wiggins so far this season. He's uh, getting a lot more consistent in his games. His three point shot is looking good. You know, he's playing a little bit more defense mm-hmm. now. He's passing these past ten games. His playmaking has been out of control. And just finding the open guys, making really smart reads and passes. It's super encouraging. I'm yeah, happy to it has see. been. He's been playing like a max player. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's definitely room to improve still. Uh, but he definitely has shown a lot more facets to his game. So he's definitely been a highlight. A um, lot, lot of Jamal Crawford highlights that I can think of this first oh, sure. quarter of the season. I mean, a lot of just like he's had some really fun, uh, really fun like dribbling exhibition type things where he, you know, crosses guys up. But Oh, yeah. He had one in the Pelicans where the shot didn't go down, but he did like a couple different hops. Got and some got past like three eyes, defenders. Yeah. And then he just couldn't hit like the light, the open layup at the end of it, which is a shame because it was such my, a highlight real play. I think my favorite Jamal highlight so far this season has been, I can't remember who it was against, but he he stole the uh, inbounds pass to end the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, and he caught it to right around half court, and then he took about one dribble and um, – and shot it as the buzzer went off, and he yeah. banked it in. It was like at the end of the first quarter, at the end of the second quarter. But it was like I tweeted at the time. I was like, you know, it's not going to go down all the time, but you're going to get moments like yeah. that when you're when he's Absolutely. on your team. And that was a really fun. And one. Jim Pete had been this entire season has been talking about how he he always hated going against Jamal Crawford and the just the. the 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 sounds that he made just once it went in of just being like oh it's finally for us that you know that feeling of always being against us and finally being for us it was just something that I rewound probably about fifty times oh, so good and watched again so that was a that was another really good one yeah you know it's frustrating when he doesn't play well but he'll have those moments that are just exciting they're just yes. exciting basketball plays. Um, another highlight for me was our five-game winning streak, oh, yeah. which is funny because it came after our biggest low light. The worst two-game stretch of the season, we didn't have Butler. We got blown out at home by the Pacers, and the next night we got blown out. No effort at all against Detroit in yep. Detroit. And those are the, the low point where I was just like, oh, this is the Timberwolves team I've been watching for years. This is the lottery like effort. you know. And I Familiar felt so feeling. discouraged. And then the next five games, we rip off a five-game winning streak. First time since like 09 or something. And that was a huge, like, oh, man, we're, 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 we're legit. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. We're like, we're for real. We have this winning streak going. And it's not just the winning streak. We've only had three losing streaks of more than one game. We have mm-hmm. had three two-game losing streaks, have not had a three-game losing streak. And just like this past week, what we've been saying is like, after every bad loss, you just feel like, oh, this team is screwed. And then they win the next game. And so and mm-hmm. last night, I remember they interviewed Wiggins afterwards, and he said, we didn't want to lose two in a row. We can't lose two in a row. And that's a good goal to have. And it seems like, yes, you know, if if we just lose one, win one the rest of the way out, we'll, we'll finish the season several games over 500 at this point. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, knock on wood, they've avoided the injury bugaboo, which is definitely uh, hurts. We, so we many talked about teams. it last week, and we knocked, and then Teague and Bielitsa haven't played yeah, a game since. Yeah, So, yeah. you know, it, we have been injured, which is funny because Teague is one of the Iron Men of the league. He's, you know, only missed like five games over the past three or four years, I think. And that was so, one of the more appealing things about him when yeah, he got brought in. Just how, how much he can play. And I'm happy we're not rushing him back. Tyus is doing a great job. We'll probably yes, talk is. about Tyus a little bit later. Um, so, you know, uh, hopefully the injury luck continues, you know, even though we've had a sl- slight injuries. The one that worried me was Bielitsa because they consulted his foot doctor that Ugh. did the season injuring surgery in the, the past foot, two years. The foot stuff. And they said they were just doing it to be safe. But if you're calling him, you know, that means it's not looking great. So hopefully he, mm. he gets that right and gets back because he's been a huge boost to us. Yeah, he has. For several games of the season. Um, all right, let's go on to our next topic here. He's on fire! 
Who's been the MVP through the quarter mark of the season? Who's been the MVP of the team? Hmm. I've, there's a couple big names I feel like we can talk about. Yeah, I there's a couple names that come to mind, but for me, for me, it's not going to be one of the big, big franchise player guys. For me, it's going to be Taj Gibson. Oh my god! <laughs> for Towns me, can't believe it. I feel like Taj has just been. Um, he's been so uh, consistent. He's been great offensively. Uh, I mean, he finishes well. Uh, yep. He's been he he's shot the three. I mean, not super well, but it's made it a part of his game, which he's has been great. Great it's, touch around the rim. Fantastic yeah, he, rebounder. He gets yes, up. Great offensive he, rebounder. He jumps up, and then he just sticks that long wingspan he has. He just sticks his arms out sideways, and then he re- rebounds like sideways around him when he's in the air. And he's just a guy who knows where to be all the time. And that's the tricky thing. Like I said, we've been... He's a reassuring type player to have on the floor with uh, some of the younger guys out there. Oh, Especially need- when there's a run going on. He's That's why he's got such a, a great... Uh, you know, off-on split. Yeah, um, is that he's guys play better when he's around, and that's so. why it's so hard to get Bielitsa and Gorgi minutes. Is because Taj has been so good. How do you take him off the floor? You know. Yeah, it's and tough. so yeah, I agree with you. He's definitely been the best addition. You know, besides Butler to the team, best off-season signing. And uh, he, I've had him on my list in my top three for MVP candidates. You know, I think he's up there as long as, as well as Jimmy G. Buckets. The G stands for gets, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Obviously, he's been turning on the scoring a bit more, but even before that, at the start of the season, he you know, was doing all the little things. He's been a great yep. defender. He'll always guard the guy who's going, getting hot on the other team, and he's, you know, he's lifted the level of play. Like we saw in those two games, he was out. Blowouts. Blew all mm-hmm. the losses. Yeah, and he's just one of these guys who, in terms of how what we expected and what we're getting and the difference between the two, he's definitely the biggest on the team for me. Yeah. I would say him and Taj, one and two, bring the Chicago locker room over. Those guys. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy and Taj, I think, are one or one and two in whatever order. And then in mm-hmm. third place, not to forget him. Put some respect on my name. Remember that. <laughs> he's been having a good season. It's one of those things where you don't notice how good he is just because he's been so consistent in his level of play. But yeah. I did like the statistics that Jim Pete showed on the broadcast the other night that what he's done is cut out such a huge percentage of his, of his two, long twos and ch- changed them into three-pointers this year. And so he's just sh- shooting a much smarter percentage of his shots. He's now mostly at the rim or from three, and that's where you want to see it. So yeah, it's been encouraging to see as well. And yeah. you know, shouts to Drew Wiggs. Uh, yeah, also. he was he's the other guy. Listening. He's been good. Say. He's maybe most improved instead of MVP. He's probably getting most improved this yeah. season. But those other guys, I think, are him and Tyus. Mind. Yeah, Tyus, man. Well, Tyus has always been this good. He just hasn't had the minutes to prove it. You know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, now he's getting his opportunity. He's putting up great numbers, and he's. It, it, things look good when he's out on the floor running things, and he's he's holding his own on the defensive end. I mean, it, it could go a lot of different ways. It's that's what I like about this year's team is that a good game can come come from anybody. Yeah, it's not it's true. you know always it's not always the one franchise guy. I mean, it's we've true. seen Cat have terrible games, score two points and a win. In a win, yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen Jimmy have ups and downs, bad shooting nights. And they've won. Um, we've seen it all, and guys have you know stepped up at, diff- at different times, and that's definitely what you want to see with a with a group like this that's you know just starting to just starting to learn to play each other. I just feel other. like in the past ten games, they're finally starting to develop team chemistry, and so mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm so excited to see the next twenty two. Which brings us to our last topic for quote press. Boom shakalaka. What do you what is it you want to see this team improve on in the next twenty two games? Just anything. All right. Um, so I think the biggest thing needs to be um, defensive intensity, 
Jim Pete always talks about. I, that I talk has about, to improve. <laughs> I always bring up Jim Pete because I'm such a huge fan of his, but he talks about being difficult to play against. And it seems like the Wolves have kind of varying degrees of intensity on Oh, yeah. On it's defense. one of the most infuriating things about them. Yes. Like against the Heat. It just seems like the energy wasn't there, and they're just letting mm-hmm. them shoot all those wide-open threes. Yeah, and then on, against the Pelicans, a guy like Gorgie comes in, and he, he has a lot of energy, and he brings the energy level up, and you go on a big run. You rip off a big run, and you can you know carry that to the end of the game. Yeah, Wiggins um, might be the best example of the, the team-wide problem it, in, in, if you boil it down to one player, it's like mm. Wiggins when he's trying hard on defense. It's just like, wow, this is the player we were promised to be. And then some nights he's just not, not as you know. Some nights it's just not the there as much. Yeah. The other thing that I want to see improve is Carl Anthony Towns' reactions to calls that do not go his way. Uh, I think. Oh my God! I think that's one thing that Jimmy Butler is starting to get on him is that hey, you gotta you gotta get up the floor. You can't be you can't be staying back. Uh, on the refs, just to prove a point, uh, you got to put it past you, or or no, no, let the coach take care of that. Let let the tips take care of it. Um, and it, it hurts to. I, I don't like seeing Cat now. He's starting to deal with criticism really for the first time in his NBA career. Yep. He's not the he's not the the chosen one rising star anymore. Now he's the yep. guy who's got flaws in his game. Yeah, he's got a. You know, the hype is great when you're coming in and you're getting, you know, you know, MVP of the All-Star Rising team, you know, the yep. rookies versus sophomore team and stuff. There's a lot Skills of fun alkalides. You can win Rookie of the Year. But then you get to this point in your career where third or fourth year, they're like, okay, well, now we got to see you do something, you know. Mm-hmm. First, we're just, like, happy to see what you are in this NBA, and now we have to see if you can win and, you know, contribute to winning on a consistent basis. So, yeah, it's the next step, the next challenge for him. But I like that he's getting that criticism because we all know he pays attention to, uh, you know, what yeah, the media is saying about him. He's very focused on that. So I think that's the only going to drive him to be a better player hopefully yeah and having a guy the stature of uh jimmy jimmy butler uh kind of you know chewing you out a little bit or maybe getting on your case yeah that's uh that's a good thing yeah i would say uh the only thing i agree with the defense part is that it's crazy to see tyus come in and Tyus has no right to be a better defender than Jeff Teague. Teague is a good mm. defender when he wants to be, or at least adequate. And then Tyus comes in and he just gives a crap about it. And Tyus is trying hard on defense. And, you, and he's so him. much better than Teague. And there's no reason he should be he better than Teague. makes things happen. So I hope that Difficult Tyus... To play against. Yeah, I hope Tyus starts applying some pressure on Teague to be like, hey, you can't just be a one-way player out there because, there's, like I said, there's no reason Tyus should be better than Teague. But he has been on defense. And so it's just a matter of heart and hustle and effort. And I hope that we start seeing it from Teague because he's been horrendous on that end so far this season. That has to improve. Yeah. So, but God bless Tyus for for learning that and becoming like a quality NBA player before our very eyes. We've given the opportunity. It's so great. He's always ready to, to have, step up to, to see it. that. Actually, speaking of that, let's go ahead and do weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your weekly Wolfies. All right, that's right, everybody. It's weekly Wolfies. You know what time it is. Time to award our Wolfies. It could be for good, for bad, for disgusting, for handsome. I don't know. Any Anything in between. Um, I want to start off today because mine is going to Tyus. It's going to be a shared award with Tyus and at Tyus underscore Jones underscore Stan on Twitter. Big Tyus fan girl out there. <laughs> she loves him. She's been supporting him forever. And she's been looking really smart and vindicated with Tyus getting his starts and playing so well for the Wolves. Um, Tyus is great. I watched him when he was in high school, and I think the same thing about him now as I saw back then. And I think that Jim Pete said it well on last night's broadcast. He said he gets his team organized. 
And you'll see him mm-hmm. stand at the top of the key and dribble and pointing and telling everyone where to go. And that's what he does. Is he's got an even keel. It never seems like the game's too fast or too slow for him. He keeps the pace going at where he wants it. And he gets his team organized. And that's something that Chris Paul has always done really well. And that's who he reminded me of when I saw him in high school. It's like, this guy's like Chris Paul. He's, he's running the show out here. And he's not letting anyone else throw him off his game. And so it's just thrilling to see Tyus do well in the bigger minutes. He's playing so well with the starters. It's been terrific. That's high praise. But uh, he does have that sort of feel about him. And he's still so young. That's the thing that's crazy. That's right. Is that there's still uh, so much uh, room to improve. So, so yeah, it's going to be great to see... Uh, him the rest of the year. I think he's definitely earned more minutes regardless yeah, of when he comes back. Yeah, and maybe, you know, well, I don't know. I always think maybe Tibbs will start switching up his rotations. Let's tie us play with the starters more, let Jeff Teague play with the bench. Nah, Tibbs isn't going to do that. <laughs> Tibbs doesn't want to mess up his he's rotation. Stubborn. He's so stubborn. Yeah, he is. All right, well, that's All my right. weekly Wolfie. Great week for Tyus. You deserve it. Uh, and the award's going to be presented to at Tyus Jones Stan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for standing. But the follower standing count for has been Tyus. going up these last That's week, right. Week you know two. it. All right, uh, my weekly Wolfie... I'm going to give to NBA referees uh, because thanks this for throwing week, out AD. Yeah, this week we had two first-time ejections of superstars. First, LeBron James, which is crazy, crazy. when you think about crazy. the amount of games he's played and the amount of minutes, and just crazy to think that it's taken so this long this for him to get ejected. This is the first ejection, but he's he's fouled out of a game before, I believe. I'm sure he's fouled out of okay. a game. Yeah, yeah. But to think that he's never gotten like a double technical or just just lost it or you know got on the wrong side of Joey Crawford or something like that. Uh, it's just crazy to think. Uh, and also Anthony Davis got thrown out before our very eyes. Ooh, he um, was asking which was, for it. He was asking and that for was it. And that was a crazier one because that was in the second quarter. And it DeMarcus just is super... trying to call, calm him down of yeah, all people. Boogie. That was, that, was, that was a sight to see. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins just being like, yo, calm down, man. Calm yeah. down. You focus on the game. Uh, so that was, that was funny to see. But I like that the NBA referees – they're not afraid to throw out superstars now. I think yeah. it adds a little sizzle to things. If every once in a while you just throw you throw out a superstar guy who normally you wouldn't think that you'd have a short trigger for. Uh, so I think that used sparingly, I like that sort of stuff from sure. refs, and that they fight back a little bit. Yeah, against, uh, it's a fine line. You never want the refs to make the game about them, but I don't think they did in these previous examples. I think they've been. I think I think it definitely seemed warranted in either one where. Yeah. It seemed like you know, hey, they they said some things they shouldn't have. Ad definitely looked. He looked. Ad furious. was asking for it. He charged. Yeah, after he the was. Ref. You can't run after. They a guy called like it on that. the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. It was no question about that. You can't act that way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I was going to say something about fouls, but now I have forgotten. But again, it's always great when you get a crowd that the, and both the the LeBron ejection and the AD ejection were both um, home games. Yeah, and so you get the crowd up in a lather. I, it's always a great atmosphere when you have a very controversial. Now we just need a ejection. Timberwolves player to get ejected for my predicted to become true before next week. So hurry up, Timberwolves, <laughs> get someone ejected. That's right, in a home game, preferably. Yeah. Preferably, is that get the audience all you yeah, know, and then you know, get, yes, yes. I'm in you got to do that, you know, milk it. Yeah, I'm in for it. All right, well, that's weekly Wolfies, uh, Robert. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you, Scott. Well, we're uh, happy birthday today when the show drops. <laughs> Thanks. Not when we're recording it, but yep. happy birthday, Robert. And I'm looking forward to doing karaoke with you this weekend. Oh, it's going to be fun. All I want for my birthday is a Timberwolves win. Yeah, well, well, let's get that in OKC for you. You know, that's we'll right. let them for know. Me. It's for you. You'll get the game ball. 
All right, everybody. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see Robert next week. He'll be back on one more pod before Neil gets back home. And uh, after the break, we're going to have a quick read from our sponsor of the week, have our ads, and then on the other side, we'll have the Wives of Wolf's cast in here. Stick with us. Fox Sports North is proud to introduce the fresh update to a classic show, The Match Game, Timberwolves Edition. Tune in after every Wolves game for a new episode where the most eligible bachelorettes will see if they can find their perfect match. Contestant number one, music is one of the most important things in my life. Do you consider yourself a musical person? My top three T-Swift songs. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. You go talk to your friends, talk to my friends, talk to me. But we are never, ever, ever getting back together. Contestant number two, my perfect first date is a romantic dinner. What kind of food would we eat on our date together? Jack Link's jerky. That's right. Contestant number three. My perfect match will always have a smile on his face and keep me laughing. What makes you happy? I'm never happy. That's weird. What do you like? I think you have to have great dislike for losing. Contestant number one. What would you say is your biggest flaw? Jimmy Butler looks so ugly, bruh. Look like a face you put on a totem pole, bruh. Looking like a tiki mask, bruh. You're being way too hard on yourself. Tell me, why should I pick you? My swag is crazy right now. Contestant number two, I consider myself extremely stylish. What's your favorite outfit to wear on a date? Wear just a vest. No shirt, just vest. Oh, wow. Contestant number two, you sound confident. My girlfriend says I look good. Tune in to discover if these matches are slam dunk. It's hosted by the Timberwolves all-time franchise leader in dating. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. It's the most exciting dating show of the season. The critics are raving. It was like manna from heaven. Don't miss the match game Timberwolves edition where... And that's the sponsor for this week. Coming up next, mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a muck 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a muck 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mailbag. Welcome to the second half of the pod. I'm very pleased to introduce you to our very special guest tonight. The women we hold in our hearts, we have the wives, the real wives of Wolves Cast. Say hi. Hello. We have my wife, Meg. Meg, say hi to everybody. Hey, what's up? And then we have Neil's wife, Becky. Hi. And we have the dog, Josie, in here as well. She's playing a little bit of fetch, so if you hear her in the background, 
That's okay. She just wants to be part of the show as well. She's the real house dog of Wolf's cast. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and meet our contestants or our purse, guests, like I suppose, our wives a little bit. Meg, do you want to tell us a little about yourself, what you like to do or anything else? Yeah, I'm Meg. Um, I like to speak over you when you're talking. <laughs> and, um, this is true. Yeah, we're married and, um, sorry, I really wasn't listening to the rest of the question. No, it's okay. I was just saying, is there anything that you want people to know? You want to shout out any um, of your social media names? I, or? Well, I guess before we get into this, I just want people to know that my relationship with sports is um, purely based on your relationship with sports. Yep, that's that's. I played true. sports growing up. I'm not a sports fan. You played lacrosse okay. in high school and lacrosse. college? I, I played a lot of sports, but I was only successful at lacrosse. So I played a lot of childhood sports where I embarrassed my parents by like doing car wheels in the outfield. And so <laughs> you have a good free throw shot, though. I've seen it. Well, it's very straight and true. And how about you, Becky? Is there anything? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are some of your fun things? I know a lot of people probably know you on Twitter at Lucky Bane. Yes. So that's not Lucky Bang. It's Lucky Bang. Like Becky Lang with the B and the L switch, just to clarify. Also, you can go to my website, luckybang.com. Um, I am also not a sports fanatic. I am a former figure skater, and I used to do taekwondo in high school. So um, I don't know if I could win a fight, but I could maybe uh, use correct form while kicking someone in the head if That's I important. wanted to. That's you could totally important. win a fight. Um, I'm terrible figure like skater. That. I don't know why why I got involved in figure skating. So, uh, any kind of physical or competitive thing, I'm pretty terrible at. But I like TV, so that's where maybe I can meet halfway on this basketball thing. That's, I did a lot of like non sports sports. Like I was on the dance team and I was a cheerleader, a basketball cheerleader. So that's that's applicable. So much cooler golfer. than doing martial arts in high school. I I'm not a good golfer. I was in a league when I was young, so I say I'm. As good as like a really good middle schooler. That's 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 decent right there. <laughs> I feel like I should rep my job too. I, I'm a, the creative director at Superhuman, which is a ad agency in Uptown Minneapolis. It's very fun. Ooh, I don't do anything cool, so I won't talk about it. No, that's all <laughs> I right. Think your job's cool, Meg. Um, <laughs> I want to get into some of the questions. We had some people send in mailbag questions because they want to know more about the wives of Wolf's cast. Who the, dog, the dog always looks at herself in the mirror. She's just fascinated. She has to She's always check in with mirror, mirror World Josie. I get it. Our okay. first question is from Hank Zimmerman at HW Zimmerman on Twitter. He asked this question last week. He covers the Wolves for uh, Dunking with Wolves, was it? I think it was. Sorry if I got that wrong, Hank. But he's a good follow on Twitter. Good shout you out. should check it out. Um, he asks, How does the Minnesota Timberwolves affect your husband's demeanors around the house? When the Wolves win, are they happier? I gotta think the daily lives are immune because the wolves have been put have put their fans through a lot over the years. That's true. Well, Hank, um, contrary to what you may think, uh, Scott's mood is very affected by it, including when they are continuously bad. Right? I'm like really shocked by how much it affects. I I would say like I would co-sign like when Neil goes to a game, which he goes to every game. Mm-hmm. Um, much to your mom's chagrin, right? Because she wishes you guys would save some of that money. Nope. Um, <laughs> We're not but uh, every time he comes ho- home from a game, I can tell if the Timberwolves won or lost like the second he gets in the door because yes. his face is so happy when they won and he's so sad when they lost. And it's not like a couple minute thing. It's like the rest of the night, you know? <laughs> I feel... Like- Alexi, change, change his face. Be happy. Enjoy it. 
I feel like I should share that one year Neil's resolution, Neil's New Year's resolution was for the Timberwolves to make the playoffs. And I was like, that I was think his he, resolution. That was his yeah. New Year's resolution. And, and I was like, all right, but you got to do what you can to make that happen. You know, maybe will it to happen or like be the best fan ever. Make a vision but, board. You know, do yeah. something about it. Uh, I, I had, um, we had made resolutions on our pod one time, and my resolution was don't get as upset with the referees, and I also failed that resolution. It's a good resolution. I remember one time I was in a wedding, my friend's wedding, I was a bridesmaid in a wedding, and minutes before the ceremony is when Ricky Rubio was traded. Oh my God, don't remind me. I know, and I'll I just remember that. that whole time, I'm like, is he going to be any fun tonight? Like, can he shake it off for a wedding? Like, he was... I've never needed an open bar more. I, I drank away that pain that night. I'm I was like, a, I was a blast. I, yeah, and I will say you did, you did great. You did well. You were fun, but I was for a minute worried, like, oh no. Like something bad happened with Neil basketball. Neil texted me the information savage. literally when the bride was walking down the aisle. So <laughs> I'm I had to glad sit you there. hadn't turned your phone off by then. <laughs> there was Ricky news incoming. I had to know. And uh, I don't remember anything about that ceremony except just like How sitting beautiful there with a pit in my stomach oh. being like, oh, Ricky, Ricky's gone and processing what that means. It was a tough couple hours for me. But like I said, there's nothing to help you get it over that quicker than a full open bar and some great tunes True. to dance along to. On the other end of that spectrum, the night that um, Neil found out that Jimmy Butler was going to join the Timberwolves, I think we were at a movie, and the second the movie was over, he was like, I'm so happy right now, and I was like, that movie wasn't that good. I, I think we were at like La La Land or something. Like, wow, unless you really I'm, love La La Land. Neil loves musicals. And, yeah, unless I'm know? remembering this wrong, but then he like tried to explain who Jimmy Butler was and why this mattered, and how he'd like found out during the movie, and like had to conceal all of his emotions until the end of the movie. They call him Jimmy Jordan, because he looked like Michael Jordan tonight. Oh my goodness. I was actually with Robert that night because it was the night of the draft and he was over at my place. And yeah, that's pretty momentous. That was one of the biggest things in Timberwolves history, in my opinion. And so that was a huge night for me as well. Um, this next question is kind of similar. We got a couple of questions sent in from our pal, Jared. He's always, What's up, Jared? Always Jared. posting questions. Jared's the best. Can I just say, Jared is the best shout out giver of all time. He's got a couple podcasts. I've made him a couple of logos and like... Nobody can give a shout out like Jared. His last one, I think I teared up a little bit. So I hope I can do you justice, Jared. Kings of the North podcast uh, that Robert is on that as well. We did not shout that out this week. That's right. So shout out to that. Shout Um, out to Josie. Shout out to Josie trying to get out this door. Uh, So Jared sent in a couple questions. This first one's kind of tied into what Hank said. What's the most annoying part of being married to such a hardcore Wolves fan? Most adorable? Also, please talk about their quirks around the house. Snoring? Leaving the toilet seat up? The world needs to know. Okay, well, let me start with the non-basketball-related things. My husband doesn't leave the toilet seat up. He leaves it down. He puts the cover, not just the seat, but the The cover. He puts the lid down. And every time I go, I got to lift it up. And it's like, why are you covering it completely? I hate it. It drives me bonkers. Um, I'm trying to kick the instinct. Well, is that a Darcy Olsen thing? Or yeah, why close it completely? I just figure when you're done, you put the seat down. Why is no, the seat? No, you put up? the seat why, down, not the lid. Why is the lid on the toilet seat then? I'm sorry, we're having a domestic dispute <laughs> on this podcast. I'm just saying, we should just take the lid off the toilet if it's never Fine. supposed to be down. Fine. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> Neil actually does not leave the toilet seat up ever, and he doesn't snore. So 
Those are two Must major, nice. major reasons why I locked it down. Yeah, yep. that's why she said yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Behind the scenes. Maybe this annoying will come later. What's some of the annoying parts of being married to a Wolves fan? Yeah, well, like, tied in. I think, like, having you be in a bad mood for a long time. Like, again, like, I played sports, and I used to get upset when I personally lost, and I guess I'm not, like, I think this happens, like, to a lot of sports fans. They get really upset when their team loses, but for me, it's like, well, but you couldn't have done anything differently. So why, why are we so sad? Um, next up, another question from Jared. What he about asked, Becky? Well, <laughs> he, he doesn't want to blow the lid off of this. <laughs> blow the toilet lid off of it. Yeah, well, go ahead. Annoying parts of Neil being such a hardcore Timberwolves fan. On a positive note, like I'm glad it's basketball because at least basketball players mm. are attractive. Yeah, you know, like yes. unlike hockey players who you can't really see what's going on. Same with football, uh, football on. too. So it's like I can meet halfway on basketball. Um, usually, it doesn't like present a problem. There was one day where I was carrying in groceries at the same time that Neil was like trying to blog about like live blog, like a, a maybe it was a Lynx game, and I carried right. in all the groceries, and then at the end, I was like. Could you have stopped with your <laughs> blog to help me with the groceries? And then we had to have this talk of like, if you're going to bring in groceries and you want help, you need to time it so it's not during the Lynx game. It's reasonable advice. That, that sounds like, totally reasonable. That's like one memory where I was like, uh. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, that's very believable knowing Neil. <laughs> yeah. But you mentioned uh, how attractive NBA players are. Robert mm-hmm. or Jared was also wondering, because he asked this to us once we answered it on Mailbag about which uh, Timberwolves players do we find the most attractive. And he seems like it's only fair to bring it up to the wives as well. Well, I actually, I, believe it or not, listened to that episode. And once again, um, my point was proven that my husband has terrible taste in men. I hate Scott's Jeez, taste Scott. in men. We do not agree on what makes a man attractive. Wait, no. Scott, who's your man crush, like, just in general? Uh, I'll tell you who my man crush is. Just in general. Be happy. <laughs> change, change his face. Be happy. Enjoy it. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. That's my man crush. Ricky Rubio? That's my boy. Solid. Solid. Love that dude. I don't know. Like, Becky's coming at you with a man crush, and your crush, your celeb crush is Seth Rogen. <laughs> I love Seth Rogen. Yeah, if you squint That's at good. Neil just right in the right light, you can see the similarities. True. Mm-hmm. Well, so who do you think is attractive on the Timberwolves? Um, we were talking about this. Do you want to go first, Becky? I'll go first because I, I've been prepared for this because yes. I, I recently went to a Timberwolves game with Neil and uh, we had a great time. Um, and I spent the whole time trying to figure out my answer to this question, which <laughs> I assumed was going to happen correctly. Um, I would say the top three players, number one, um, Andrew Wiggins. Oh, sure. I think he's the hottie with the body of the Timberwolves. Um, but the reason that he gets my number one ranking is I love his face. He has a great smile. Um, if you Google him, he's just got kind of a kind face and a charming smile. And, and um, like I said, hi with the body. Other than that, he has a very good smile. I think Carl Anthony Towns would take second place. They're, they're technically tiled, tied, but um, Wiggins wins with his smile. And then um, I would put Tyus Jones in a third place. Tyus Jones definitely Tyus a Jones is, um, uh, I would describe him as fine. Oh, nice. Okay. I think that's the proper okay. word. Well, I think there's a lot of crossover here. Can I ask you how you feel about Nemanja Bielitsa? He's a bench player, so he doesn't get mm. as much love. And keep in mind his nickname is Belly, which to me is just gross. He looks too much mm. like Ben Affleck. <laughs> doesn't he look like Ben Affleck? I can see it. Maybe Not a fan he's, of the bat flick? He's hotter than Ben Affleck. 
I won't insult him by saying he's <laughs> at the same level. He 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 uh he's a little better. I mean, maybe a lot better. I don't really like Ben Affleck. Correct. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's fair. Not a lot of people do. Um, I guess his brother does. Um, Ew, Casey Affleck. Gross. The gross. All three of those guys are very pervy and gross. Haven't um, they all sort of groped women? And, and and then the only reason they keep getting jobs in Hollywood is they're like, well, if you don't let Casey be in this film, then we're not going to F with you, you know? And so, yeah, it's gross. And that is your two cents on Hollywood perverts. It's gross. Um, <laughs> what a wormhole. What a wormhole. <laughs> uh, Meg, do you agree with those rankings with Becky? Is there any um, two cents? There's a like lot of crossover. I would, I would put... Cat in the number one spot. I think he's the, f- I would say, finest. <laughs> um, and then my number two, is there somebody on the team whose first name is Anthony? It's like Anthony Jones or like something really normal like that. We used to have. He's a forward, a four, a four. We used to have Anthony Bennett. Um, Maybe his first name's Anthony. Yeah. He takes my number two spot. <laughs> is this a real person? No, I think confused. so. I mean, I could Google it. Try to Google Here, I'll it Google it. You keep talking. Yeah, look up like the, the lineup. Um, and then number three, I also put Tyus Jones, which which Tyus Jones, which is funny, you know, he's our he's like from Apple Valley, right? Like he's uh, he's our neighbor. He's from right around Homegrown Timberwolves. Homegrown huh. hottie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, they're all attractive in their own way. Yeah, except for like Peck and Mm, belly <laughs> there's a couple of belly's attractive it's not his fault he looks like ben affleck i guess but he can't compete with top three no not even close i will say i personally was a fan of pre-jaw surgery and post-jaw surgery kevin, kevin love. love sure he's fine yes yes he's he is. stylish too mr gq you can't expect women not to like Kevin Love. Or should we not? Did he do something problematic? No, he hasn't yet. So. He's, he's good so far. Okay. I mean, good. he's related to the worst member of the Beach Boys, but that's not really his fault. <gasps> Random. Unforgivable. Mike Love. He's the guy who's like the reason why the Beach Boys, he's such a jerk with the music rights to the Beach Boys songs and stuff like that. He's really terrible. Huh. Feels weird to be a jerk about something beachy and upbeat like the Beach Boys. You know, you know? I'd be surprised. <laughs> the only other Anthony, we have an Anthony Brown on our team this year, but he's Is been that... going to the G League a lot. Let so. me see the roster. Just show me the names. I'll recognize it. I'm trying to think if there's like Timberwolves players of yore who are worth being mentioned. Did in you this. ever think Wally Zerbiak was cute? No, no. I'm not sure. I who thought that he was is. dorky. Um, I thought Wally know. Zerbiak was like Luke Rinnow. He played for the hockey Wizards. player. Kevin that Martin sounds like a hockey funny player. Looking. Here we go. I mean, Ricky Anthony Rubio Brown. Is cute. That's who I was talking about. You were talking about Anthony Brown. Shouts yeah. to Anthony Brown. You have Number gotten three. like maybe five Who's minutes Anthony on Brown? on the court with the Timberwolves, but already you are one of the most attractive wolves. Oh my God, Cole Aldrich, Aldrich. How do you say his Aldrich. name? Aldrich. He looks like my friend Jason mixed with Jeffy of. Brian from sure. Cuckoo Kangaroo's brother. I can see that. That is a true face Cole mix. Aldrich and I went to high school together. <gasps> Tell him he looks like Jason mixed with yeah. Jeffy. This is, a, this is the right time means. to address this. Tell us some Cole well, Aldrich stuff. Okay. I don't really, I don't know. I don't like to publish. It's like a one-sided feud. I and don't that's know. okay. This is the only, he's not going to hear this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He won't listen to this. Um, no, he honestly probably wouldn't remember me. He Who was doesn't remember identical twins my, from high school? Well, that's true. Maybe Everyone he would remember me for identical that novelty, twins. but... He dated the older sister of one of my friends, and he kind of used to pick on me, put my shoes in the ceiling. I had to go to class barefoot. What was the story about the math Meg is only 5'2", so that's extra mean, because there's no way she's getting up to the ceiling. 
Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And then I got yelled at for not having shoes on. The teacher's like, go get them. Like, really, if I could reach the ceiling, I would have just grabbed them. But I can't do that. So. All right, let's do our last question from Jared. If you had to make Neil and I obsessed about and podcast about something other than the Timberwolves, what would you like us to get obsessed and podcast about? It's easy. Real Housewives. Next is Real Housewives. Easy. I've got some Housewives experience just by osmosis of sitting next to Meg as she watches them. I can name the that cities. That is how there. I feel about basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's probably about the same, where I can name the cities and maybe a few characters from each city, but probably not much more than that. Mine aren't characters, they're people. Real, oh, they, <laughs> yes, it's all, it's all real. It's not at all characters acting the part. Becky, what would you make Neil obsessed about? Um, I would like it if he had a podcast where he talked about just like how great my cooking was just oh. every night, like a new comment. But I did have a Becky's podcast. Uh, oh, Becky's Bites. There you go, Neil. <laughs> if you want to gain some it's points. Good. I see the meals on Snapchat. They look great. They do. Oh, thanks, I see them on Insta Story, though. Thanks, guys. Which must be where you see them. She yeah. doesn't really snap yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but I had a podcast idea for Neil recently. Um, Neil and Robert, actually, called Loving Loveline, where uh, oh, they would kind of mystery science theater, like old episodes yes. of Loveline. Mm. I'm into Robert that. would be so down. He loves that show. I did uh, brief Robert about this on his way out the, <laughs> the other week. Okay, so Becky, like me, I feel like has had really great ideas for her husband, and mine never get to... I've been talking about this segment on this podcast for like a year. You, Meg, you are so good at like naming and concepting, like Real Housewives of Wolves cast. That's genius. I mean, go on. <laughs> and she rolled up with like a bunch of basketball-related Real Housewives slogans. Oh yeah, we oh. got the slogans. Yeah, you you heard it at the top of the show. Uh, so that's something we're gonna add in post. Oh. so you probably heard it at the top <laughs> the of the show. The magic of she, editing. She had lots of different <laughs> taglines, though. I know that. You gotta wait for your tagline, That's listener. Right. Or you've heard it already. Maybe we'll post some extras <laughs> on Twitter. Not chronologically where it's edited in. And our final question is from Trevor Haggerty at Trevor Dude underscore twenty four. He asks, "Is Joe Flacco elite?" <clears throat> no, he's not. That's a football question. Is that a question mm, for Megan? Yeah, no, that was just a question. Like I think the tweet was a joke. He probably didn't think I'd read it, but I did, Joe. I mean, Trevor. That's where we're at right now. Mm. All right, <laughs> really it's time for another segment we do sometimes. It's called Power Rankings. Power. 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 Yes, that's right, everybody. That is Power Rankings. That's the theme music. Uh, I'll turn it over to Meg. Why don't you tell us what we're ranking today? Um, as I understand it, we have ranked arbitrarily <laughs> somewhat our favorite basketball players who date or have been with in some way reality stars. Right? All right. Or maybe just stars in general. Sure. It's kind of hard. It's I feel like most list. reality stars date football players because yeah. there's just more of them. But there's a there's a few we know from the NBA. So all right, how many do you have a number? Uh, we can count down from. I don't know if we're so gonna be able to subjective <laughs> formally rank. We could sort of free associate. Yeah. Our all right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. We're doing this. We Becky did a little research. Style. Yeah. Is there one that you favor the most? I I have a favorite. Okay, let's hear it. My fa- my number one is James Harden, who famously dated Khloe Kardashian. That's my number one, too. Oh, good, good, James yeah. Harden is also Foyne. Foyne. He's mm-hmm, Foyne, mm-hmm. and Khloe's my favorite Kardashian. So. She's oh. your favorite Kardashian? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Sidebar. Just Why? Who's yours? I mean, Kim? Because we have two more Kardashians who've dated NBA players. I love We've got Kim because I'm like a big booty person and oh, she made that's it why cool you like me. and I'm forever. Yeah. <laughs> we all big booty biatches. Big booty Judy's. We love Kim Kardashian. Yes. Big booty Judy's. That's what my friend calls her mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, Kim dated, um, well, married Chris Humphreys for yep. a famous boy. 72 days. And then Kendall has been seen with Blake Griffin. I've also seen photos of her and Jordan Clarkson, but that must have been earlier. I've never heard of Jordan Clarkson. He's not famous enough to, <laughs> to make enough. our Venn diagram of where we I know who Kendall meet. Jenner is. Wait, did he say Kendall or Kylie? Kendall. Okay. Kendall, yeah. oh, Kendall is not in my top three Kardashians. She, I could rank Kardashians. I can't. Yeah. I have trouble with the rest of this. It's true. All right. Um, I also liked, so, you know, speaking of, I kind of mentioned this Venn diagram where Scott and I cross over between basketball and and reality television and one of the so i'm like one of the rare people who watches literally every franchise of the housewives and on season one of the real housewives of miami was larsa and scotty pippen Mm. and so i'm like oh my god like scotty pippen is on real housewives like i'm finally gonna get scott to watch real housewives with me and they only lasted the one season so that was a short-lived he's the best of us scots scotty pippen my number one scott and he's a scotty so but yeah larsa and scotty pippen and larsa pippen famous friend of the kardashians Mm. she's always with them Mm. on instagram and everything so all right any is there any other uh players you want to talk about or who are other like famous i I just looked this up but i still don't know who anyone is well like the reality stars is hard it's like um doesn't gabrielle union oh she's not reality she's married to Dwayne wade Dwayne wade gabrielle union is i mean one of my favorite women who are on this list yeah and she's like famous though but for a reason not just for being a reality star bring it on slash her new show being mary jane that's right and a small Oh yeah, I should pick that. Yeah, up. she had a. Audible. She was on one episode of Friends. Oh yeah, Eva Longoria, true. Tony Parker. Oh, that ended poorly. <gasps> Wait, didn't he cheat on her? He yeah, cheated on her with mm. another player on the same team's like wife. Oh, <gasps> grimy! Oh my god, yeah, Eva Longoria gross. is so hot. I cannot believe anyone would cheat. Tony on her. Parker's That's not a looker. And she's either. a producer, a TV producer. She's a high-powered. Eva Longoria can get it. You he guys. was probably intimidated by Eva Longoria and had to regain his Absolutely. manhood by cheating. Shameful. Absolutely. I think that's true. Oh, Tyra Banks, Chris Webber. I'm like Googling this Oh, right I now. didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know who Chris Webber is. Good for Chris Webber. But Tyra mm-hmm. Banks looks mm-hmm. extremely beautiful in the picture of them together. Yeah, it's, it's Although, tough for Chris. Although, we all know, who know and love Tyra, that she's kind of insane. Oh, we got Rihanna and J.R. Smith. He's fine. I don't know who he is. That they can't look- be real. That can't be real. Uh, according Smith? to... Uh, what is this? Blog? Good for Jr. Well, and then we've got Chloe, no. who's like she. We mentioned James Harden, but you know everybody knows about Lamar Odom, yep. and then her current Lamar Odom boyfriend, is baby daddy, He's just kind of ha- he has his demons. Yep, that's right. Oh, yeah. we've got Maria Sharapova and Sasha Vujacic. Uh He looks like literally a vampire who would be in the Twilight Saga. That's fair. That's Rick what people Fox have said about him. And Vanessa Williams. Now this Rick Fox is, a Fox. is the most attractive yeah. couple I've ever seen. Talk about Rick Fox is a very attractive. They're man. literally in front of a sunset. He like, played on pregnant. the Lakers with Shaquille O'Neal. He did. Right? Great call. They they coached by fan. Jackson. They would Jackson. win the attractive Jackson. ranking. I have little baby nuggets of knowledge. And what team did JJ Redick play for in college? From? From? Duke. There we go. 
Mm-hmm. It's one of the facts, right. NBA facts that Meg has memorized. Shout out to oh, my friend Max. Iggy Azalea and Nick Young. I hate Iggy Azalea. Yeah, they broke really up. About Nick they Young. broke up famously because another NBA player Snapchatted. So, all right. Well, that that's cool. I feel like that was a good uh, solid. Right Sorry, we didn't powerfully rank that's them. Okay. We'll all play. right, let's go ahead now. We're gonna play a game to finish this all out, everybody. Ooh, game time. We're gonna play the music, the game music. All right, everybody. It's a little game that we like to call Would You Rather. The rules are pretty straightforward. I'm going to ask you six different questions. For each one, you're going to tell me your answer of Would You Rather. I'm going to attempt to slow down or lower the music a little bit in our headphones. There we go. All right, everybody. Time for Would You Rather. Six quick questions about what you, you would rather do. Question number one. Would you rather go to a Wolves game or a Twins game? A Wolves game because it is guaranteed to be done in two hours, whereas a baseball game could last all fucking night. Okay. Wow, I went a really long time without scoring. A hundred percent Wolves game. Baseball is the most boring sport. Wow. I maintain. I I like the snacks, but uh, basketball is the most exciting sport. They score every second. That's what soccer is missing. The men are fine, mm-hmm. and the treats are delicious. I'm proud of that answer. I, like I thought someone might boy. say they like being in the sun and go with the twins, and they do have better food out of the twins, There's but I like both answers. So There's better ways to get sun. That's the correct <laughs> yeah. answer. All right, everybody, let's go ahead. This is why I don't do sound drops in the middle of music drops. Let's go ahead and do our next one. Would you rather fight one Carl Anthony Towns-sized duck or 100 duck-sized Carl Anthony Towns. A verbal fight or a physical fight. <laughs> a quack fight. Fight quack one fight. one duck the size of Carl Anthony Towns or 100 Carl Anthony Towns the size of a duck. 100 Carl Anthony Towns the size of a duck. Easy. That would be Just like adorable. I love tiny <laughs> things. It would start as a fight and end as a big parade of Because cuteness. when you fight, you lose. So. I think you're right. Fighting's I, bad. I think, I think you're both correct on that one. <laughs> All right, next up, would you rather be able to dunk a basketball whenever you want or be four inches taller? Oh, four inches taller, hands down. Really? Oh, God, yeah. I, see, I feel like being able to dunk whenever you want is a win-win because being short is sick if you're a girl. It's awesome. Everyone's taller than you. And other when, than the pants not fitting right, uh, you have a low center of gravity. You don't fall down much. It's sweet. When would you but want you to dunk, dunk though? You know, like, just party show, show up, show okay. up your haters. Yeah. All right. You got mad okay. hops. All right. Well, next question. Would you rather sit courtside for a Timberwolves game or sit in a luxury suite with all the food and beverage provided for free? Luxury suite. I got to do that recently. Was it amazing? It you- was. And I, you know, I'd rather do that because I'm afraid if I was courtside that I might get uh, like a basketball in my face. I'm afraid I'd look fat on TV. <gasps> These are all good reasons, everybody. <laughs> All right, let's go. Two more questions. Would you rather see the Wolves win a championship in your lifetime or have a seven-day all-expenses-paid vacation to anywhere in the world? What? The vacation. The absolutely all-expenses-paid. Yeah, that's not even That's not even. Wait, hard. what's the first option again? I don't even want to. You'll see the Minnesota team. Timberwolves to win a championship in your lifetime. Who cares? Is that like the winning the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's I'm weighing it this vacation against Neil's, like, core wish to see the wolves win ne- Neil the playoffs. Be, it's one of Neil's Scott like, core wishes in life. Scott also wants to see the world, though. I, I guess Neil like, gets more opportunity to see I the world. I feel like if Neil could 
have his core wish fulfilled of having the wolves win the playoffs that somehow i would end up with like my perfect vacation as a result so i'm gonna wish for that assuming that i'll get both neil's gonna be happy to hear that answer right there i'm kissing your ass forget your dreams scott i'm going (laughs) on vacay i'm not against a seven-day vacation i'm just saying wolves championship all expenses paid you said all right yeah that's that's true that's for life those memories are for life (laughs) that's fair that's fair all right last question would you rather have a reality TV star date a Timberwolves player mm-hmm. or watch a Timberwolves player be a contestant on The Bachelor? <gasps> I don't watch The Bachelor. This cuts right to my heart. I would say B. Okay, can I give a shout out to um, Jordan Rogers, who actually won The Bachelorette in JoJo's season, okay. who is the brother of Aaron Rodgers, who I would say is the hotter Rogers brother. I was pro team Jordan. I know some people weren't. But um, I really enjoyed the intersection of uh, typically male and typically female culture that happened that season. So I would love to see an NBA player be on, on the, the Bachelor. Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Cheers to that. And wh- how about you, Meg? Oh. Would you rather watch a reality TV star? It probably means like Chloe sitting in the crowd during the game. She's getting like she does that a summer home. Yeah, but would you rather see her date a Timberwolves player, or would you rather watch a Timberwolves player on a reality show? On a reality show or on The Bachelor? I said The Bachelor. Yeah, I don't watch The Bachelor. Okay. You could, though. So I could. It's two hours per episode. D- just like, don't watch it. I can't watch it live. Now there's you something that's to too much TV for Meg. You have to just watch it on Hulu on your own time. Hmm. Yeah, it's like the one show I don't want. I watch every every franchise of Housewives, but yeah, no Bachelor. You're obsessed so once you go down that rabbit hole. I'd be hole. down with watching. I'd be down with watching a reality star date an NBA player if that NBA player was cool about being on reality TV. But like, you don't get to see like Kanye on Kardashian, so yeah. <gasps> Didn't if it's like SNL have a skit recently that <laughs> yeah. was like a, another E show called like Kanye trying not like to be on camera? Right. He's like crawling yeah. out of the room. That was a great one. Yeah. I, I really. But he very that. obviously has an artistic hand in the editing, but that's a for a different podcast. Oh my gosh, I want to hear more about that. <laughs> All right, well, thank you both for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Um, you can find Becky. Do you have other podcasts that you do, or are you not currently doing um, one right now? Well, I. I w- did have a podcast with the third old Olstad sibling, There's Caroline, a third, called the Rosé Ceremony, uh, where we would actually recap The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, which we're kind of doing more sparingly because podcasting kind of like didn't always jive with my like Hulu watching slow burn TV enjoyment. Oh, sure. Mm. Um, I used to have some other podcasts, but I'm not going to drop them. Just, you know, follow me on Twitter at Lucky Bang if you... If you're so curious as to my like random angry like tweets at Donald Trump about how much I hate him, they're good. I can recommend <laughs> them. <laughs> and Meg, anywhere we can find you in the future? Well, you know, I'm good at. Um, I love to talk, but I don't have a podcast. Um, <gasps> Meg, you should. I know. Well, I don't. You know, I, I'm not good at like editing and and that sort of thing. But well, if you need a guest on any of your podcasts, let us know because there's sort of two there. great guest con- contributions today. Thank you both for being on here. Uh, any last things you want to say before the end of the episode? I want to say, um, you know, it doesn't matter if racing changes. It matters if racing changes you. This is why I married her. Speed racer quote. God, I love this woman. <laughs> I will say, I think it's been really exciting to see the Timberwolves this season as a totally ignorant non-basketball fan. <laughs> With Jimmy Butler, a.k.a. Jimmy Buckets. I just love the narrative of, like, the underdog team getting a champion and, like, suddenly being really good. I think it's awesome, and I just hope the Timberwolves win the playoffs. Cause... Yeah, you know, I just want to say that I've really enjoyed watching the Timberwolves. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. One more week with Robert and I before Neil gets back from tour. Uh, check out cuckoocangaroo.com. If you live on the <laughs> East Coast, see if he's in your town. Go to see a show. Uh, they're really fun to watch live. Come to Trivia at Darby's every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Draw a tree next to your name. You'll get a bonus point. That's a bonus podcast point. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will see you next week. Oh, Let me turn oh, okay. Up. Now I feel like I'm on a podcast. All right, you want to talk this is the, the delicious dish. <laughs> <laughs> I always start talking like, this is delicious dish. This is the Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>